So good morning. We're going to start the parsha of Masse. Masse is the second parsha we're going to read this Shabbos. Um, so we're going to go through it today and tomorrow, God willing. The beginning of Masse. There's a lot of verses, but the beginning of the parsha of Masse. What does Masse mean? Journeys, travel, journeys. So the beginning of the parsha of Masse is a recounting of each and every one of the 42 journeys of the Jewish people throughout their entire journey from when they left Egypt on the 15th of Nisan, until they come to the plains of the Moab, of the Yardin, to cross into the land of Israel itself, 42 journeys that the Jewish people go through. And the Torah actually goes through and lists each and every single one of the 42 different places where the Jewish people stopped. Now as the Torah mentioned, it says, that Moshe, Moshe wrote down, They're going out according to their journeys, according to the word of Hashem, and these are their journeys according to the going outs. So a few things to point out over here. First of all, why is the Torah telling us all the... And then the Torah lists every single one of the 42 journeys, starting from Ramses on the 15th of Nisan, from Ramses going to... There they buried the dead, going... We'll go through in a second. Why is the Torah listing all of these places? So Rashi gives two explanations. One is, it's God showing us His kindness to the Jewish people. Yes, it's true that we traveled in the desert for 40 years. So you might think that what is when the Jews traveled for 40 years? Literally, we were traveling for 40 years. We were literally walking and schlepping zich and schlepping zich, you know. The traveling wasn't traveling, traveling. In the course of 40 years, we only did 42 journeys. Of those 42 journeys, 14 of them were done in the first year or so while the Jews were trying to get to the land of Israel. Eight of them happened after Aaron died in the 40th year and the clouds of glory left before the Jews entered Israel. So if you take away 14 and 8, you're left with how many? Out of 42. 14 and 8. So take away 22 from 42, you're left with 20. You're left with 20 journeys in the period of 39 years, 38 and a half years. But the Jewish people had to go, you know, they journeyed and journeyed. They only picked up camp and moved 20 times. Of those, 19 of those 20, 19 of those 39 years were spent in one place in Kadesh Barnea, which means that there was only another 19 journeys in 19 years. So they weren't schlepping zich and journeying the way we think. That's not one reason God is showing, yes, you were in the desert, but you weren't like just wandering. You had pretty established camps. Secondly, another reason is, just like when the father takes his kids, his kids very, very sick, God forbid. And like he went through cancer and had to go to this hospital for chemo and then that hospital and this thing. So eventually one day all better. So years later, the father takes his child back to the place where they went for treatment. Says, here is where you threw up when we were traveling and got nauseous. Here is where uh, we met the doctor for the first time. This is when we, uh, you know, did your first uh, radiation, etc., etc. <laughs> so too, God is reminding the Jewish people after 40, 40 years in the desert, like a father loves his child, he wants to remember all the details of the journey. Here's where you guys rebelled. Here's where you wanted water. Here's where Miriam died. Here's where Amalek attacked you and I fought the war again, etc., etc. Got it? Anyway. The Baal Shem Tev explains that these 42 journeys, why do we read these 42 journeys? What's the lesson for us? I'm going to do this very briefly. We know that everything in the Torah is a life lesson. Torah is a book of hora'a, a book of instruction. So why is the Torah giving us a historical uh, recounting of the journeys of the Jewish people? As I say, what's the difference? The point is that we should know how to live lives as Jews. We need to know the halachas, we need to know the mitzvot of the Torah, the values, the morals of the Torah. 
How does knowing a list of 42 cities of the Jews stop that? We don't even know where they all are. They're, they're names of ancient places. Well, How is that a lesson for us? Well, we are wandering Jews, your career, but not only because we're geographically wandering all over the world, psychologically, spiritually, every one of us are in a state of a journey. We begin our life, we come out of Egypt. Egypt is represented by the Metzar, the narrow constraints of the birth canal. You came out of your mother's womb, came out of the narrow Metzar, of the, of the narrowness of the birth canal, and then you and I and each one of us go through 42 journeys. Until the final journey when we enter the promised land, which is Ghanedin, we enter to heaven when our journey on this world ends. And so we all have different stops in our journey. Went through school, went to college, when we dated, we had a job here, we lived in this community, then we moved here. So we all go through different, 42 different journeys in our life, in our journey to uh, heaven. Okay. So, the first, I, I, we'll go through it very, very quickly. The first journey, Jewish people leave Egypt, <clears throat> and that's where they bury all the, uh, the, the Egyptians are busy burying all their dead. From there they come to Ramses, right? Ramses was the, was the border city where all the Jewish people gathered, they left out. And then they went to Sukkot, and from there they went to Asam, which is on the very b- b- edge of the desert of Sinai. From there they went to Pihachiros, which is where this miracle of splitting of the sea happened. Then they went three days, and they couldn't find the water, and they came to Mara where they had no water. And then from Mara they went to Elim. There there were the 12 date palms where they had 12 springs of natural water. And then they went to the Yamsuf. From there they went to Midbar Sin, the desert of Sin. Not actual. Continuing. So, um, then we have Moshe. Sorry. After Aaron dies, the king of Canaan hears that the Jewish people are in the state of of, uh, journeying. And so then he attacks the Jewish people. So they go backwards, they go to Tzalmoyna, then to Punain, then to Oivais, then to Iye Ha'avarim, to the border of Moab. From there they go, Moab is the one that them travel through, if you remember. They go from there to Divon Gad, from there to Alma and Divla Saima, from there to Hare Ha'avarim, which is the pass before the mountain of Har Nevo, which is where Moshe dies and is buried. And from there they come, which is where Moshe went up in the mountain to see the land of Israel. And from there they travel to the plains of Moab on the Jordan, uh, the, the, the banks of the Jordan River in the Avel Hashitim, in the, in, the, uh, in the plains of Shittim, that's by the Jordan, that's where the Jewish people are currently camped. The question? No, okay. So now that we know the 42 journeys, Hashem says to Moshe as follows, Speak to the Jewish people and say to them that you are now going to cross the Jordan River and come into the land of... Kenan. And yesterday, I think Robert mentioned about assimilation. Or a, few days, a few days ago, we mentioned about assimilation, the threat of assimilation. Here is the first time that God says it clearly. And as I said, in the next book of the realm, we'll see this theme mentioned many times. Hashem says to Moshe, tell the Jewish people, You should drive out. The word here doesn't mean to inherit, but it means to like cause to fall away, to drive out all of the inhabitants of the land that are before you. And you must destroy all of their marble-placed temples. And you must destroy all their molten idols. And you must demolish all of their sacrificial platforms, all their altars. You must destroy them. If you indeed clear out the land, then then you will successfully settle it, for I have given you the land to take possession of it. However... The verse says, if you will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, 
then those people that you leave behind in the land that you think you're being humanitarian and then you're being kind and you're being multicultural and allowing the non-Jews to live in the land of Israel, those people, they will become the sikim be'enechem. They'll come for thorns in your eyes. Uletznin bitzidechem. And to uh, 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 spikes, sorry, spikes in your eyes and thorns in your sides. This is the words of the Torah. I'm not, uh, it's not my own interpretation. This is a translation of the Torah. There'll be uh, spikes in your eyes and thorns in your side. The tsararu eschem, and they will uh, they will harass you, they will oppress you on the land that you are dwelling there. V'haya and it will be that as I had imagined to do to them to drive them out of the land, as alachem they will instead do to you. So Torah is very explicit, and God is being very explicit. Tell the Jewish people: Do not give in to this mistake of allowing the non-Jews that are there to stay there and to keep their temples and say, it's okay, they'll have their temples, we're not going to follow them, but let them have it. So if you're going to allow them to remain in the land, they will end up becoming a thorn in your sides, and a, a, sorry, a thorn in your eyes and a spike in your sides. They will harass you, they will make you problems, and what you want them to do to them, they will do to you. Okay? You will inhabit the land, you will inherit the land, each family according to the size of its family, according to the lottery that Yeshua will do. The large tribe will receive a lot, the small family will receive less. Every single one according to the family inheritance that the lottery will decide for them. That is how Hashem wants us to inhabit the land of Israel. <coughs> and then the Torah goes on to teach us what are the actual biblical boundaries of the land of Israel. Now these places we're going to mention now, we don't know exactly where each and every place is. So it's up for interpretation exactly what is the biblical boundaries of Israel. It's not black and white. There are different ways of interpreting it. But more or less, the general gist we know. And the biblical boundaries of Israel are bigger than what is modern-day Israel. There's more land that we don't have, both in the south and in the north. And of course, in biblical boundaries of Israel, all of what's called the West Bank until the Jordan River is absolutely part of, unequivocally, that's for sure, part of Israel proper that God gave us, not even a question. Let's go through this quickly and hopefully in some clear way. So, beginning of chapter 31, God speaks to Moshe and he says, Command the Jewish people and say to them, You come into the land of Canaan. This is the land that I'm going to give to you as a nachala, as an inheritance, the land of Canaan, according to all of its boundaries. The Hebrew word used over here is Asher Tipolachem, that will fall to you as an inheritance. The reason why it will fall to you is because the Jewish people will fight for it and work for it. At the end of the day, God's giving it to us. When something falls into your lap, I give it to you, just, it fell into your lap, you got it. That's the way the Jewish people are going to inherit the land of Israel. God is giving it to us. In addition, Rashi tells us, what's people to fall? That each nation has ministers in heaven, angels, protecting angels, that fight and defend that nation that they're meant to protect. So the nation of the seven nations that live in the land of Canaan, their protective divine angels in heaven came before God trying to stop the Jewish people from inheriting and conquering the land. So it says, Hashem threw them off of their high place. Hashem made the angels fall down so that there'd be no one spiritually to uh, protect these nations. When the Jews went to fight them, they'll be uh, defenseless spiritually and therefore be able to be conquered militarily as well. Okay. So what exactly are the boundaries that God says to Moshe to tell the Jewish people to conquer? We're going to start on the southeast border of Israel. So imagine, I'm doing this visually a little bit, imagine that this is the Kinneret, on this side is the Kinneret, okay? This side is the Jordan River over here. Here on the south is Egypt. Egypt is in the south 
east side of southwest sorry southwest side of of Israel below the Red Sea. So here's the, what's called the Yam HaGadol, called the Great Sea here, but the Kinneret, not the Kinneret, sorry, the Mediterranean, Mediterranean, on the very body of Egypt. And the division between Egypt and Israel is a river here called the River of Egypt. Um, and that river is the boundary. If you continue going along the south side of Israel, on the, you have Egypt, you have this, the desert of Sinai, which is part of Israel, and then you have the land of Edom. Edom is where Moshe, we already mentioned before, this land of Edom is the southeast corner of the boundary of Israel. So that's where the Torah starts describing the boundaries of Israel. The southernmost, south of the desert of Tzin, by the side of Edom. And then if you're going westward on the south border, you go along the edge, all the way from the very, very edge of the Dead Sea, which used to be much, much bigger than it is today. Today the Dead Sea uh, is much smaller than it used to be from the south end of the Dead Sea, going then all the way to Male Akrabim, and then towards Sin. So if you're looking at the, on the south side over here, here's the Jordan River. Below the Jordan River is Dead Sea. Below the Dead Sea, at the end of the Dead Sea, starting there, going westward, sorry, going eastward, going further this way, going outward into the, past the Dead Sea, you're going outwards, and then you're going down south to the desert of Tzin. So if you can imagine going out, then down further south, that's the desert of Tzin. Then it continues going further down to Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh Barnea was where the Jews were camped on the border of Israel the first time, 39 years earlier, when they wanted to send uh, uh, spies into Israel from the south of Israel. Before they went around, they went up the Jordan River now ended up on the east side of the Jordan River. This is in the, you know, 39 years earlier. They were by Kadesh Barnea, that's down by the south. And then the border of Israel goes even further south to another place called Chatzar Adar, like a V a little bit, and then it goes back up north to Atzmon. So the south border of Israel is not a flat line. It actually goes like a, like a U from uh, Kadesh Barnea on the south east side of the south east side of, of, of Israel, going further south to Chatzar Adar, and then going a little bit up north and further west to Atzmon. From Atzmon, the border of Israel follows this river of Egypt, called the River of Egypt, and it goes until the Mediterranean Sea. That is the south side of Israel. Okay, all of the desert of Sinai is in that border. Okay, now you have... Um, on the north side, all the Mediterranean Sea is the border of Israel, including the islands that are off the Mediterranean Sea near this little piece of land that are part of Israel. On the north, you have Mount Har. Now, Mount Har Har, Har is not the same Har Har on which Aaron was buried. Aaron was buried on the mountain by the other side of the Jordan, you know, down south by the land of Edom. This is on the north, jutting out into the Mediterranean. Jetting at the Mediterranean, you have a mountain, a cliff. That is where the border of Israel is on the north. It continues all the way out until past Hamat, until Tzedad. Tzedad is a city far out east in the land. It's also be the Golan Heights. In the Golan Heights. So this is including, the Golan Heights is included in the biblical Israel over here. 
going all the way out till Tzedad. Yes, all of the Golden Heights. From Tzedad, which is now the top northeast corner of Israel. So now this is the, the, the Mediterranean. Up here, this is where the mountains are. There's a cliff going out into the sea. From there, it goes all the way to Tzedad. From there, it goes down south to Tzifroin, straight. And from there, it comes back westward, going back towards the Mediterranean to Chatzar Einan, and then to Shefam. The reason I mentioned both of them, they're not in a straight line, it's on the diagonal, on the slant. So you have Tzifron is, is under Tzedad, south. Chatzar Einan is south and further west. And then uh, Shefam is further south and further west. So that's the board. the board of Israel is not like a straight line down. It juts out a very nice portion. And then, uh, then it goes down south from Shefam to Rivla. And then from Rivla, you come to the Kinneret. And then the Kinneret is the board of Israel. The Kinneret, the Kinneret part of Israel. All the Kinneret is inside the boundary of Israel. And then going down the Jordan River, which is the boundary of Israel, until the Dead Sea. And then you have the full piece of Israel. So it's long, but it's, it's long. Got it? Extend into Lebanon, part in the north bit. Yes, yeah, so I'm not sure. Uh, I think so. Yes, because I'm not sure. There's a mountain uh, um, that comes out today. What's it called? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what it's called. In Lebanon, in Lebanon's mountains. Uh, yes. And the and, and the Golan is part of it. Okay. Now I'll just end off. Then Hashem speaks to Moshe and says, in addition, when you go, the, first of all, the two and a half tribes, they get their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan River, which means that those lands are not part of biblical Israel, but they had the laws in many ways of Israel, they were part of the Jewish territory, although not part of the actual Israel itself. And then we have the, the names of the 12 princes that will lead the tribes into Israel. So the princes from before obviously died out. So now the Torah mentions who are the new princes of each of the tribes, the tribe of Yehuda, called Ben Yefunne, for Shimon, Shimon, Ben Amihud, for Benjamin, Alidad, Ben Kislon, etc. I don't read it, all 12 tribes, the princes of those 12 tribes. Yes.